Continuing with the topic of insurance, our listener Sally has been in touch and she's had some problems making an insurance claim for her father. She tells Jimmy Lamb about it. So I know you made an insurance claim earlier, but it didn't turn out the way as you expected. Um, can you tell us about it, please? Yes, I made an insurance claim about a year ago. The claim is for my father. Back then, one day my father had a very bad stomach pain, and he was at home, and later taken to hospital subsequently. But now, luckily, he's back at home. So, can you tell us a bit of background about your father? Like, how old is, is he, and also how long did he spend in the hospital during that period? My father is in his mid forties now. Um, he spent around total three months in hospital, and I only started to do the insurance claim after he's back at home because I spend most time visiting him in hospital. But it turned out to be a very long and complicated process for the claim process. And the amounts we got back is far fewer than the money we paid upfront, so I feel a bit disappointed. And before we go into the insurance claim that you mentioned, um, can you tell us what coverage plan um, is your father on? I bought my father health insurance about two years ago, because at that time he didn't have any insurance at all. I think it's better to buy one for protection. And because I think it may be very expensive for my father to turn to private hospitals just in case he needs it, because the waiting queue in public ones is just too long. And so you have a health insurance. And how was the claim process like? My father initially went to a public hospital for treatment, but then I thought of the insurance I bought for him, so I called the insurance agent to tell him what happened, and he said since I bought the insurance. I can take my father to private ones for better treatment and service, and I should able to claim later after paying upfront at the hospital. So I followed his advice and did so. And at the in the end, you couldn't claim back the full amount you paid, right? Yes, it's very little amounts that we can claim back out of the total we paid. Let me think. The total amount of money we paid is around one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But we only managed to claim back around two thousand dollars, so it's very little. And did the insurance company give you like a breakdown of what, why two thousand can be claimed but not the the other uh, remaining portion of the one hundred fifty thousand? Yes, they said because my father has stomach pain before I bought the insurance for him, so the stomach-related treatment is not covered in the plan, and two thousand dollars. Is the general doctor consultation fee so can be claimed, but the remaining money, like doing medical tests and staying overnight in hospital, is all related to the stomach pain, so it is not covered in the plan. So you mentioned just now the stomach pain. Um, so did your father do any kind of physical checkup uh, at the point or just slightly before you bought the insurance for him? Yes, we did have a medical checkup at the point of buying the insurance plan. But at that time, there's no issue apart from him being a bit overweight. But definitely, no reference to anything about his stomach pain. I guess the tricky point is when my father met the doctor when he was taken to hospital. He told the doctor he has some stomach pain for some time, but before it was not so serious, so he didn't turn to doctor. But only on the day when it was so painful, he rushed to hospital. I think that doctor may have put down in the report that stomach pain has been with my father for some time, 
that gives the supporting evidence for the insurance company to reject the claim. Right. So that's the point that you think made your claim unsuccessful. And how does how has that impacted your personal finance? Because I thought we didn't need to pay, it was pretty much all my savings. So I need to start saving from zero again. But I guess it is a lesson learned for me about the insurance plan and coverage. So we have an expert guest coming up um, to address some of your concerns and questions. Um, what what questions do you have in your mind? I guess it has not much chance of claiming back the full amount, but still want to double check with the guest if there's anything I can do to claim back. And also, this incident really affects my decision of thinking about insurance for myself, because in this case, when I need the insurance claim the most. It is the situation when I cannot claim the money, so I feel very frustrated. You just heard our listener Sally talking about the difficulties she encountered while making an insurance claim. Jimmy Lam went to speak to Iris Lun, co-founder of Ten Life Insurance Decoder, to try and find a solution. Morning, Iris. Morning, Jimmy. So you've heard about that Sally's case.、Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever hear very often this type of mismatch between、um, the customer's expected claim amount versus the successfully claim amount, and what are the main reasons? Yeah, this type of mismatch is rather common. It's mainly due to usually the lack of understanding of the product by the consumer, and it's not always the consumer's fault because often they can be misled by the marketing materials of the insurance company or the sales pitch of the agent. For example, it may say full coverage. On a health insurance product, but it's always subject to terms and conditions, and often the full policy documents are not available until after purchase, and they contain all the terms and conditions of the policy, usually with many pages containing、right. many medical terms and legal terms, making it very difficult to read and understand. And with reference to at Sally's case, it looks like the key issue is about the timing of buying the insurance plan and the diagnosis、um, of the,、uh, Sally's father'、um, health condition based、mm-hmm. on the doctor's assessment. So, what do you make of Sally's claim? Well, a common exclusion in most insurance products, medical plans, is pre-existing conditions. Meaning, if there are signs and symptoms presented before buying the insurance plan, the related illness is not covered. So in Sally's case, her father has symptoms on the illness, which is stomach pain, since before the start of the insurance policy. So it falls under pre-existing conditions, and that's why it's excluded. And apart from this condi- pre-existing conditions, are there any other terms and conditions people tend to overlook? On on health insurance, the consumers tend to focus on the maximum benefit. For example, the annual limit or the lifetime limit, which is where most of the sales materials focus on. For example, they may say, "Oh, you can claim up to a、um, million Hong Kong dollars a year," but consumers tend to overlook two things. One is the sublimits under each expense category. For example, on diagnostics, you may say you can only claim up to say five thousand dollars a year. And the second one is exclusions. Apart from the pre-existing conditions that I mentioned before, most insurance plans do exclude medical expenses that are not medically necessary. For example, if the condition or treatment does not normally require hospital confinement, but the patient chooses to stay in hospital for their own convenience, then the additional cost related to the overnight stay in the hospital is not covered. 
right? So it looks like echoes the point Sally mentioned in the previous interview. And I'd like to ask about like the order of payment and claim because um, for most insurance products, is it that they, um, they need to policyholders need to pay first? Because in Sally's case, the amount could be quite big. Um, this, are there any products that can offer like the insurance company? pay upfront. Yes, some health insurance products do offer what they call a cashless service where you can just present a medical card to receive the medical service. But this is usually restricted to specific network doctors and hospitals. And remember that cashless service does not mean everything is covered. You're still subject to the terms and conditions and still have to pay out of pocket for expenses that are not covered. And for other products, you you do need to pay upfront first and claim later. But if the case is not urgent, you can usually contact the insurance company and medical provider to understand the estimated cost and the coverage first to get and get pre-approval from the insurance company, and that would minimize any surprises. Now, in Sally's case, she did contact her agent, but it's not very clear to us what they communicated with each other. Usually a competent agent as representative of the insurance company would explain what is likely to be covered and what's not. Right, and lastly, Iris, is there any other general advice for listeners when they choose their insurance products? Like all products that are important in your life, I would say firstly understand what your needs are and then shop around based on your needs. Many people would do research and comparison before they buy, say, electronics or try on different shoes before they buy. But when it comes to insurance, they just buy what the agent asks them to buy. So be aware that most agents can only sell you products from insurance companies that they are affiliated with, and they may be incentivized to sell you products with the most commissions. So while some agents do have good intentions, you should always do your own research and compare different products before you commit. And remember, most insurance products in Hong Kong do have a cool-off period of 21 days. So in case you regret buying a policy, you can always cancel within the cool-off period. And in any case, my advice is always do your homework and know your rights as a consumer. That was Iris Lun, co-founder of 10 Life Insurance Decoder.